Wizard of Whiskey presents Swig and Ramble, a podcast for the modern age. Come for the whiskey, stay for the shit show. Featuring Justin Curry at Wizard of Whiskey, Mark Pruitt at Resonant Prose, and Julia Men at The Wee Tipple. And now, pour yourself a drink and enjoy the show. I know you will. Welcome back, Ramblers, to episode 16. Very exciting episode, and actually, it's going to be a two-parter, so you're definitely going to want to stick around because we have a lot of fantastic information and fun topics to share with you. So, episode 16, whiskey and food pairings, because we're classy like that. I'm Julia from the Wee Tipple. With me, as ever, are Justin Curry from Bevfluence and Mark Pruitt from, what's, what's that? Oh, What's some crap. Where? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He he writes shit. I get whatever. It's just whatever. Um, how are we doing tonight, guys? I'm very excited because we have multiple whiskeys and multiple food items in front of us. It's gonna be a fun time, eh? Eh? What are we Canadian now? Eh? Well, I mean, whenever I travel and get mistaken for Canadian, I might not correct them. Well, I wouldn't either. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's jump into the news. Who's got it? Uh, I actually do, because it was really interesting, like the stuff people come up with. So, who thinks they have what it takes to be named the world's top whiskey taster? Yeah? Sound a little interesting? Yeah, Justin, you're raising your hand. Well, good news for you. Bardstown Bourbon Company, in partnership with Moonshine University, is launching their second annual search. So, this search period goes from July 15th through... August 15th of 2021 and the winner receives $20,000 and and but wait there's more a scholarship to Moonshine University's executive boob what (laughs) I told you my brain was shot (laughs) please continue talking about executive boobs I would appreciate that I'm sure you and many people would, but I meant to say bourbon stewardship program, uh, a private party with their mobile tasting unit and a chance to create their own whiskey blend with master distiller, Steve McNally. But hold the phone. It's not necessarily that easy. There are three phases to this uh, competition. The first phase, pretty easy. You go to, what is it? Worldstopwhiskeytaster.com. That's whiskey with an E. And you submit yourself. Phase one, easy as. Phase two is the regional qualifiers. So this will be in-person events that take place around the country in key cities where uh, you will be tested on various uh, components. Basically, your your palate will be tasted. You'll need to pinpoint things such as producer, the mash bill, the age, proof, etc., etc., etc. If you have what it takes to pass that test, uh, each of the so each regional qualifier is uh, there'll be one winner from that. So there will be six finalists. Uh, that will go on to phase three, which takes place on December 11th. And you, uh, those regional winners are going to travel to Bardstown to compete, compete for the top prize. So if you think you got what it takes, head on over to worldstopwhiskeytaster.com. I totally flubbed a bunch of that, but you know, that's, that's, that's live podcasting kids. (laughs) I'd just like to say that 
it is entirely safe and it is advised that you Google executive boobs. It's very entertaining. Well, what have I done? And now I'm going to be doing that. Look, I now know what I'm getting Julia for Christmas. Uh, oh my god! Don't. You know what? This this flows in perfectly. That sours my mash today. Being so tired, and yet not being able to sleep, and it just compounds itself. And your body and your brain are exhausted, but the moment you get into bed, you just can't fall asleep. And I've been sleeping terribly lately, and that's why my brain isn't working, and stupid words come out of my mouth, and. Yeah, that's what Sarah's my mash, so bear with me, because it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> no, 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 that wasn't stupid. I Just brilliant. I like it. Uh, that's because most people in the world love boobs. I think um, all people love boobs, the ones who just yeah. won't talk about it or in denial. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Mark, what Sarah's your mash? Um, I was going to make it a news item, but I'm just going to talk about it. And, and I'm kind of pissed about this, uh, the McAllen and the luxury car thing. So I can't remember the name of the car manufacturer. Was it, uh, was it Lexus McAllen and Lexus, or it's some fucking car manufacturer and they're getting together and they're making some. I don't know. I how this ever got past a marketing department or someone that they're going to blend a whiskey brand and a vehicle in some way is just insanity to me. I I I can't understand how this came about and it's making me nutty. But the thing that pisses me off about this, people, not everything can be a fucking luxury product, okay? Look, if everything is luxury, nothing is luxury. And, you know, it's you have luxury in low end vehicles. Let's just give it up. Okay. Stick well, to the fucking Bugattis and the, the Maybachs of the world, please. McAllen isn't the first one. I hadn't heard about this, but thanks for turning me on to it. I'm definitely going to look this up. But did you guys hear about the Bowmore connection uh, with Aston Martin? They came out with something, uh, the deep, the Black Bowmore DB5 1964 no. uh, collaboration with Aston Martin. So, you know, this is not a new concept, but the things that people spend their money on is. I mean, I'm not offended, but it's like, come on, guys, really? I'm deeply we... offended by this. You are? <laughs> well, I, and I, I mean, I understand that. I, I truly do. But th- this is just, this is silly. Just stop. That is all I have to say about that. Justin, I think that's your tagline. Just stop. We need some memes. Speaking of just stopping. Of the world, yeah. Get on I that. Also, I also have a Sarah's My Mash this week because it's Sarah's My Mash every day. But particularly today, some asshole was practically sitting in his back seat, laying back like he was some kind of fucking, I don't know, uh, and of course, he was playing on his phone, one finger on the wheel, the other hand in his lap. I'm assuming jerking it. I'm not sure what the fuck he was doing, the piece of shit. Uh, but playing on his phone with his little thumb like he was a fucking little bitch. People, when you're in your cars, and this is to all the ramblers out there, this is to all the listeners, just the people who don't even think about listening to our show, you're going to get this fucking message. When you're in your vehicle, 
I don't care if you're a fucking passenger. Put your fucking phone away. All right. Well. Thank I'm you. Assuming we're all drinking stuff. Yeah. That's that's it. That's get off your fucking phone. I don't, you know what? Even when you're not driving, get off your fucking phone. All right. <clears throat> Who's got Mark. a what's in your glass? What somebody tell me what's in their glass. Mark, nobody asked me what's ours my match. No, and no one's fucking going to. That's you know what's ours my mash? You want to change my name. Didn't we say we were going to have a contest to see who can rename the sock puppet? <laughs> I, I'm willing to go along with it. I, I Look, if you were offended because I said the name of the puppet was Covey, uh, I'm, I'm sorry for that. I, I didn't think it was in poor taste, but um, as HR pointed out to me, apparently it is. In multiple, multiple emails, yes. Yes. Um, so I would like to... There have to... been memos sent. I, I would like to state for the record that uh, I am very, very sorry for the oversight in that. Um, and I'm comfortable in blaming my teammates for this mishap. Okay. Well, oh, I'm glad he threw us under nice. the bus. As long as the bus driver wasn't on the fucking phone. Mark, what's in your glass? So, everybody, think of a new name for me. I'm telling you, the sock puppet thing is well, going to take off. We'll have competition details later. Whiskey sock puppet is going to be a tagline that's going to take off. Yeah. We're going to fly the winner out uh, and we're going to have uh, a party. This is classic old school entertainment stuff, guys. Come on. Slapstick and puppets. Those are two things that are always funny. Not ever. <laughs> All right. What's in my glass? Yeah, with, drinking. With, the, drink. with apologies to Belfort Spirits for that introduction, <laughs> I have uh, Belfort Spirits bourbon. It's very bourbony. It's finished in pecan wood. Um, you know, I'll tell you the experience of this. What you get right off of the nose is you get uh, the pecans. The pecan wood just jumps off of the page, and oh, I love this stuff. I can't have. An, I I just can't get enough of this stuff, and I am pairing it up with a Ghirardelli. Uh, chocolate square here it is a dark chocolate and sea salt caramel um, all of this sort of blends together the pecan the sea salt and the the caramel is it is it caramel is it is it caramel what what is it i've heard it both ways yeah i i also don't care like however people pronounce it that's how they pronounce it i'm not one who jumps on people for that I have like, had people yell at me for this, like in culinary school and in restaurants. They're like, it's this one. I, I, there's nothing on this planet I've ever fucking cared less about. Like Caribbean versus Caribbean. Like just yeah. you do you. Pick, pick, pick a fucking word and go with it. Wow, you guys cut me some slack. Hey, everybody, let's take note of this moment. Mark was cut a little slack. But just this once. This right, well, like I said, sock puppets, sock puppets coming up. Uh, so that's what I got. Who's next? Sweet. Um, I'm also doing a little uh, little bourbon. Um, I'm starting off with some Larceny from Heaven Hill. Is this it bourbon? This is the Kentucky Straight. Uh, it is 92. Um, um, I think Larceny really gets a bad rap because for the price point and for what it is, that is some fantastic juice. I... I love the spice. I love the mm -hmm. bite. Yeah. And I'm I'm doing it with a little 65% dark chocolate. The chocolate 
really brings out. I should talk with a mouthful, but Justin's chewing. He's stroking his beard. He's looking into the distance, wistfully. He's he's contemplating. He's contemplating the vastness of the universe. Anyway, uh, bourbon and chocolate is one of my favorite all-time pairings. It goes yeah. together sparklingly well. Um, the the spice, the finish on this larceny, it's punchy. It's really it's really good. Um, I, I don't know that I've had larceny before. I had the bottle just floating around and just never got to it. So um, I'm excited to, to talk about this today on the show. Uh, Julia, what mm. the hell are you drinking? I'm drinking some scotch. I'm drinking some of the Glenfiddich 15 Solera, which I think I drank on the show at one point, but I love it. And I really enjoy pairing it with dried fruit because the... Oh, this, this scotch, a uh, lot of really great fruit notes on the nose, but also on the palate. And then there's like this honey, creamy vibe. There's just a lot going on. It, I'm just going to drink some more. Hold on. Oh, yeah, that is just a delight in your mouth. And because it is so fruit forward, I enjoy pairing it with dried fruit. I have some dried cherries and dried cranberries. And I find they just really enhance and play off of one another. Because the fruit notes, I get, again, yeah, it's weird talking with your mouth full. I was raised that was like super rude and not to do it, but also no one can see me. So it's fine, question mark. That's, that's okay. There's an entire category on the interwebs called social eating. Oh, where people, yeah, it's a big thing. Yeah. I did not know this until a friend of mine ruined my life with this shit a couple of years ago. Yeah, and uh, like people pay you and yeah. you can then create lavish meals and eat them in front of your webcam. It's okay. You know, why just, not do that? Just wait, so the just, listeners know. Wait, we will wait, what? <laughs> yeah, wait. Oh, yeah, it's a thing. So let's cover this. What? Run this by me not, again. No, no, no. We're not going down this rabbit hole today. We'll go okay, by okay. We'll Google right, later. Right. But today I think we should talk about um, well, you know, whiskey and, and food. What yeah. let's, let's do this. Because it's delightful. It's such a fun thing, taking good whiskey and pairing it with good food. It's, it's like food and wine pairings. People might seem intimidated by it, but there are actually a lot of core tenets or structures that can be super useful in coming up with some uh, great food and whiskey pairings. Is oh, no secret? Yeah, what? So when I was in college, believe it or not, I am a college graduate. Um, go uh, Cal Poly Pomona Broncos. Said nobody ever. Um, I actually got four, count them, one, two, three, four units in college for taking a wine and cheese class. And the final project was to prepare... I believe it was a seven course meal and you had to pair every single course with a wine. And the whole thing was, as you remember back in the day when you took pictures and you had to actually develop the photos, that was the whole food back then. Huh? No one took pictures of their food back when photos had to be developed. Oh no, we started the trend. No, but we, we put it together and, and, and it was a, it was a really cool thing. And it was a very, uh, it was a very informative course in terms of 
teaching me a little bit about wine and food pairing and things like that. And it's actually pretty fucking cool that you can literally from the beginning of a meal to dessert, you can pair wines and, and the thought of being able to do that with whiskey is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, not to, not to overshadow Mark at all, but when we were learning to be chefs in, in the culinary schools, um, we did many, many similar things. And I, I, the, I, I love pairing whiskey. It's, it's my jam. It's like 35 pages of my book as of right now. So I'm, I'm super excited to delve into this with you guys. Um, so, Julia, do you have a couple of rules we should follow? Not rules per se, but sure. more like guidelines than general than general rules. Uh, actual rules. God, I can't even quote shit correctly tonight. Uh, whatever. A for effort, right? Cutting me some slack. Thanks, Not guys. So much. Uh, but like I mentioned earlier, with wine, you look at specific components. Same thing with whiskey. I'm sure a lot of our ramblers and listeners are already well acquainted with sipping and enjoying their whiskey. Picking out the different characteristics, whether it's sweet or spicy, uh, if there's heat, you know, what are the different flavors that are really coming through? If you're not, I'd be happy to teach you. Just go to thewetipplellc.com and book me for a tasting. Uh, but one, start by being a conscious consumer. Focus on what's in your glass. Is it uh, herbal? Uh, is it, uh, okay, now I'm just repeating myself. Moving on. Uh, so once you know what's in your glass, what, what are you wanting? Do you want the foods to balance? What? I would say they're more like guidelines than actual rules. Uh, but let's break down the components for pairing whiskey with food. Most of our ramblers are already acquainted with drinking whiskey, tasting it, noticing things like the sweetness or the heat, the herbal notes, is it spicy, stuff like that. And sidebar note, if you're not, go to thewetipplellc.com and book me, Julia, for a whiskey tasting so you can learn all about that shit. Is she going to pay for that plug? Yeah, yeah. we do yeah. charge for those. Yeah, well, 10,000 yeah. a pop, just in case Diageo's this day. <laughs> uh, I'm an employee. Like to she you gets, too. She gets and, a discount. She gets yeah. a discount. It's it's free. It's 100% free for me. For you, it's 12,000 instead of the normal 10. <laughs> anyway, uh, so if you're already pretty well acquainted with figuring out what's going on in your glass, think about what you want the food to do, how you want it to interact. Do you want to balance, counterbalance, explode those flavors? So note the predominant flavors and see whether you want to dial them up or dial them down with the food. Yeah, I <clears throat> essentially, yeah. That what you want to do when when you're pairing whiskey and food, and this goes for any any really any pairing at all. Um, you first want to look at the complexity of the dish. Are you eating Cheez-Its? First of all, yes. Jesus um, Christ. Note a picture of a Cheez-Its box. Fucking abomination. Yeah. Note, the, note, the, note the Cheez-Its paid for this, by the there way. Is, there is nothing worse on this planet than the taste of artificial cheese flavor. How fucking dare you? As an American, I grew up on artificial cheese flavor as a staple because, I, well... I get it. I mean, I get it. I... 
but seriously, <laughs> talk about offensive. Uh, it surprisingly pairs incredibly well. I actually had a second whiskey in, in another glass here. I had, and I, and I, let me go back. What I like to do, where I like to start, is I like to start with the spirit first. But don't start with the spirit first, then I start with the food first. There's only two options. Start with one of them. You have to start somewhere. So I started with the food. I grabbed several chocolates. One was a 33% milk chocolate, and it does matter what the percentage of cocoa is, um, with toffee and almonds. So milk chocolate with toffee and almonds. The second one I grabbed was a little dark chocolate, 65%, nothing in there. And then I grabbed some, some cheeses just to kind of taste and taste and see what the different flavor combinations exist. There's a scene in a really interesting movie from Pixar called mm. Ratatouille. I don't know if you've seen it. If you're out there and you haven't seen it, watch it. I watched it in culinary school and I thought it was very, very interesting because the passion that you see the main character have for the food combinations is how I and my wife's like, stop that. Why are you floating in the air trying to taste cheese and a mushroom? Um, but anyway, the whiskey that I chose, there's several whiskeys that I chose for these various options. So today uh, we had the Larcity bourbon earlier today and I paired that with the chocolates and with the cheeses. But I have to say, so far, my favorite combination is the dark chocolate and Garrison Brothers Honeydew Whiskey. Whoa, Honeydew Whiskey. Yes. If I'm not mistaken, it is a honey barrel aged whiskey. And let me look this up as I'm thinking about no. it because I don't want to no. fuck up. I don't need Dan Garrison coming down on me for something. So it has nothing to do with Honeydew melon? Yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with the melon. I we talked about melons already. I don't I don't think it does. I'm pretty sure, like I said, I'm pretty sure that that's what it is. Um, but let me find the the actual description of the uh, it was also a, a a blind bottle, so I had to have somebody tell me what it was because I didn't know what it was. Um well, while Justin's looking for that I want to preface this stuff by saying everyone's palate is going to be different. So stuff that we like, you might not like, and vice versa. So it's really, as Justin said, all about trying and experimenting and having fun and seeing what really works for your particular palate. So I lied. It's actually whiskey that's infused with Burleson's Texas Wildflower Honey. Oh my. So it's got a little infusion in there. Not a straight, you know, regular, just plain old whiskey, but I mean, it is technically a straight bourbon. Um, it's really nice with with chocolate and I have to say with cheeses. So you got the sweet and the chocolate, you got the salty and the weird baked cheese, which I understand and I agree with Mark, but that's just how we are. Mm, but um, salt is a very friendly component. Yes. Like same with wine pairing. Salt in food is going to pair pretty well with a lot of beverages. Exactly. Mark, what about but, you? What are your favorite? What are some of your favorite combinations? Well, so look, I'll I'll come at this from a little more of the the down low perspective. You know, dumb it down to the kind of the redneck perspective. I think it's right that you you just got to kind of experiment with things. And I think, you know, my co-hosts here have a lot of experience, probably a lot deeper than I do with these things. So they're looking at it from a completely different angle. But the bottom line is is it's about trying things put stuff together 
you know, in, in doing research for this episode, we, we all sort of agreed on things that we would come to the table and, you know, just throwing chocolate and bourbon aged in pecan wood or finished in pecan wood, excuse me, and uh, sea salt and caramel. Gave it a shot. It's actually wonderful. Um, there have definitely been things that I've tried that I haven't liked. Just very quickly, I, I do want to jump on the salt thing because, come on, what goes better than a nice American bourbon and barbecue smoked meat? Mm. You know, we could do a whole episode around that. The idea of, you know, I've talked about this before, the the rough mouthfeel and taste of the American bourbon paired up with the big, huge flavor of the meat and the spices that could go into it. So, you know, we could go down a lot of different rabbit holes. But for, for me, that that's probably where the sweet spot is because I do um, enjoy uh, barbecue smoked meats and and. Uh, a nice bourbon. That's that's definitely where I'm at. I'm not too picky. I'm not too particular. Go for it. Nice. Another example of like with like is pairing a, a briny whiskey, like an Isla or a Talisker, with seafood, like maybe oysters. You got that sea salty brininess, uh, and they really play and explode those flavors uh, in the food and in the Never whiskey. done that before, but I do want to do that. That actually, not a not a big Pete Isla whiskey guy. I mean, there, I do have my loves in that region, but th exactly like you said, oysters, seafood. Uh, I want to do that. But also, yeah, something like that. They might enhance certain aspects, but they might also temper certain aspects. Um, so this is not a food and whiskey pairing, but I had a cigar with some Ardbeg the other day, and it really softened the Ardbeg. So it was really interesting. Uh, it didn't really pump it up to extreme levels, the peatiness, but it mellowed it out and made it even more integrated and a lot softer. So potentially you could experience that with your food and whiskey pairing as well. I, I sense maybe, oh, I'm sorry, Justin. Thank you, Mark. Um, by the way, you guys can't see this, but Mark, it looks like he's floating in just space. I'm not really sure what's going on there, but he's just well, completely pitch black dark behind him. And it's just his, anyway, very interesting. Um, I have to you guys, say- You guys lock me in the closet. What do you, you, you want to let me out so I can join no. you guys or? Oh, all right. Oh, don't complain about my background then. One of, one of my first whiskey and pairing, whiskey and food pairing events was at Morton's Steakhouse. It was conducted by, at the time he was the classic whiskey- ambassador i'm trying to remember the exact brand i think it was classic whiskeys of scotland but i'm not 100 percent sure please don't please don't yell at me on this a guy by the name of marty duffy who is now working for um glenn Cotton, um the glassware producer but he was he's a whiskey expert and he taught uh, this whiskey class part of whiskey fest in chicago many 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 years ago and i got a media pass to go and so i sat and we had oysters and uh, I want to say Lagavulin. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I seafood. No, we're gonna get to much more deep, deep, deeper into detail in this in episode two. But Mark, what were you gonna say, man? I'm sorry. No, I, I I was just gonna say I think the the bleeding edge of this for me, and I think where 
for my particular palate, I would draw the line is um, spicy foods. Now, hot spicy foods versus the spice that you get like in a rye or something like that. I separate those two. Those two are very different things. So for me, I don't know that I could pair something up with a with a spicy warmth type of food. To me, those those would just be things that just wouldn't go together. And I mean, I'm certainly interested in being educated more to that, but you know, yeah. I, I don't know. Definitely. It's a definitely be doing that for you, Mark, in episode two. Great. <laughs> yeah, but just speaking about kind of base components when it comes to spicy heat, try pairing it with something sweet and low proof. That way, if you if you paired something at a cask strength with a really spicy dish, the the heat, the alcohol heat and the spice heat in the dish would compound each other in a bad way. It would make it a very intense burning sensation unless you really liked that. Some people wouldn't mind. Uh, they might really enjoy that sort of sensation. A lot of people wouldn't. So by the way, instant, bur burning sensations is a, is a great eighties band. Um, definitely check them out. If you can, They're, they have a great hit called belly of the whale. Um, I just have to put that plug in there because it's a fantastic band lost in the shuffle. You yeah, just I hope we're getting paid for all these plugs. Yeah, like, look, okay. Look, I, I could have come up with something completely different when you said burning sensation. So, well, I just, thought you were like, just, this is where I thought he was going. Get that checked yeah, out I, by your doctor. I, I thought there was no way he was going to actually talk about a band. Go ahead, Julia. No, but this is an instance where you might want to look at pairing opposites instead of like and like and compounding and exploding that flavor or that sensation. Try pairing opposites, something lower proof and on the sweeter side with something spicy. Yes, Mark. Can I, can I ask a question? Fuck, no, you, I'm gonna, no. fuck you, I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, so traditionally, the thought is, is that uh, if, you, if you eat something spicy and you chase it with something carbonated, that tends to have an amplifying effect. If you want to tamp down on the spiciness of something, you're supposed to drink milk. The milk is supposed to, to, to cause the spiciness to, to dial down. Yes. So how does whiskey fit into that? I mean, that it's it's interesting to me. Is it? A, it's not carbonated, but it's not a oily, milky fluid, or or is it? I mean, that's that's an. You you could do something like a bourbon cream, if you really wanted to, but you also could do something depending on the spice. Now, if it's Thai spicy, some crazy outlandish level of spicy, probably not. But if it's <laughs> Spicy, but not outlandishly crazy, like burning sensation hot. Yeah, honestly, bourbons pair really well with spicy food. Some rise do as well. Um, something that's not Isla, something from like a Highland, um, Macallan goes really well. There's, there's a Macallan 15 that goes really well, or something that has a Solera finish or a port finish that has a little bit of that sweet note on the finish or fruit note. Yeah, I bet the cut through. Would be good. Yeah, you know, you know what I would love to do, and and I, we got to get somebody on here who who can help with us, or maybe another episode. I think beef jerky and whiskey, yeah, would be a fucking fantastic thing to do. Do teriyaki, do pepper, do traditional. Uh, I think that would be awesome. 
there is almost nothing on the planet that doesn't lend itself to pairing to some type of whiskey. And we haven't even gotten to Indian whiskeys, Japanese whiskeys, Australian whiskeys, mm-hmm. New Zealand or Tasmanian whiskeys. I mean, there's, we're, we're so far, we've just been talking, you know, on my desk, unfortunately, all I have at the moment on my desk is, <clears throat> you know, American whiskey, but that's not to say I can't between now and, you know, whenever go down and grab, you know, scotch or something else or Japanese whiskey. Um, in fact, I may do that, but there is, someone will like it. It's sort of like porn. Someone will watch it. Make it, someone will watch it. It's the same with food and whiskey pairings. Pair it, someone will eat it. Rule 34. There you go. Someone will try it. Um, guys, I think that's all the time we have for fuck for this episode. I think we've talked about some of the basics of food and whiskey pairing. I'm looking forward to the next episode when we really get into the down and dirty stuff. We're going to have some Rambler's Choice pairings. We're going to talk about some really fun stuff there. Um, who's bringing it home, guys? I'll do it. Then Julia's eating. Well, she's not eating fucking Cheez-Its. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are you, five? Episode two, brought to you by Cheez-Its. I mean, yeah, look, if Jesus is, who makes Jesus? Is it Nabisco? Does Nabisco, does fucking Nabisco even exist anymore? Come on. I I believe, no, you know who it is? Keebler? Kellogg. 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 Yeah, there you go. Interesting. Kellogg. Jesus from Battle Creek. There you go, motherfucker. Fucking Midwesterners. There's a reason why we fly over it. Anyways, um, great episode. I'm hungry. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really into this. I'm really into this idea of, uh, the beef jerky and whiskey. Anyways, Ramblers, join us next time as we discuss those assholes who only want really spicy food. My father. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Follow us at Swig and Ramble on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter for more fermented fuckery. Cheers! <laughs>